Hi, welcome to Salty Therapy. My name is Tammy. I am a licensed clinical social worker with a private practice. However, this podcast is not intended to be used in place of professional treatment. It is intended for encouragement, information, and entertainment. Well, can you believe we're here? Can you believe it's 2022? I remember at the end of 2020 going into 2021 thinking, okay, the worst of it is behind us. And that's not quite how it worked out this year, did it? We still had a lot of things happening within our country, within our communities, even within our families. COVID didn't disappear. Uh, in fact, it it decided to evolve and decided to uh, peak again. Right now, it's peaking. Uh, people still lost their lives to the disease. We're we're getting vaccinated. We are getting booster shots. Families are coming together more. People have begun to travel. Children are back in schools. And all of these are good things. But there are so many long-term residual effects from everything that happened in 2020 and continued in 2021 um, that I can tell you as a mental health professional has had a profound impact on people. It's had an impact on their mental health and emotional health. I know some people that have struggled spiritually. Uh, There are people who are definitely having troubles within their relationships, whether that be the marriage or with their children. So there are long-term residual effects that are happening. And I want to talk about that today. I want to talk about the battle for our minds. Now, I'm talking about this not just from a professional experience, but even from a from a personal experience. I took a hiatus from, from recording podcasts because I had to put my attention and my focus on other areas of my life, my own mental health, my business or businesses. I've got a couple of things that are happening. I had to learn to ask for help. I had to bring some other people on board to assist me in some of these areas. So um, this is not something that you're going through. It's something that we're going through. But here's what I know. Many people have a pretty consistent battle going on in their minds. And the battle can be a lot of things. It can be what they think of themselves or what they think others think of them. Um, I know a lot of people spent an enormous amount of time on social media, whether that's Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever it might be, and and in the process have cast judgment on themselves because they feel like their lives don't look like the lives being portrayed on social media. Well, who's going to portray our worst days on social media? Who's going to portray our really bad hair day or our arguments with our spouse. We're, we're not going to put that out there. Um, so that's an unfair uh, comparison. Other things that we might be dealing with is um, battles based on past traumas or even traumatic events that are currently happening. You know, people are losing family members and friends to, to COVID and it is very difficult when they say you can't come in the hospital because we can't risk infecting other people or you getting infected. Um, and this is traumatic. Uh, maybe you're going through something abusive right now, and that's traumatic. 
whatever the battle is, this is not what God has designed for us. Uh, he designed for us to have peace. He designed for us to have joy um, and to not have this battle that happens within our mind. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have things happen in our lives, but we get to make choices in our minds that um, can help put us closer to that place of peace and that place of joy that God desires for us. Um, and he's also very clear in Ephesians 6 in particular that the struggle that we have is a spiritual battle oftentimes, that um, that it isn't about flesh and blood, that it's about um, the evil within the heavenly realms and the battle that's being fought out there. Um, and he's given us a really nice outline in Ephesians 6 about armoring up for that battle. And um, I encourage you to go and, and read that and, and do do a study of it. Do a word study. Um, Cross-reference your scriptures. Uh, let it lead you down a path where you can really begin to learn what God does want for us and, and the tools that he has given us. Um, but today... Let's explore the idea of regaining our minds. So let's ask the question, what keeps you up at night? Are you replaying your day and judging every decision you made or every conversation you had? I've done that. It's exhausting. Are you thinking of everything you don't have in your life, often comparing your life with the lives you see others living? Do the sins of your past torment you? Are you living in regret? Are your traumas re replaying themselves over and over? Do you have insecurities that keep you up at night? I'd like to start a conversation about some of these areas because I'd like to start a thought process for you that says, this is what I'm doing. Um, and I may have some choices that minimize some of these areas of my life so that my quality of life is, is better, is higher, and that we can uh, attain that peace and that joy that God has for us. So, so let's start with regret. Regret is feeling sad, repentant, or disappointed over something that has happened or that has been done. So feeling sad, it is what it is. It's a feeling, right? Um, but we get to choose whether or not we are going to remain in that feeling. And I'm going to be using this word choice a lot today because that is in large part a big um a tool that we have for that battle, with that battle for our minds. So feeling sad is going to happen. I'm not telling you that you're never going to feel sad again. But what happens when the sadness washes over you? You can feel the feeling, recognize the feeling, acknowledge what it is, even acknowledge where it's coming from but you don't have to remain in it. You don't have to marinate in it. And that is going to be a choice of basically saying, 
this is not the state that I want to be in. So what can I do to uh, offset that sadness? Can I go to gratitude? Can I begin to um, list those things that I'm grateful for, whether it's people in your life or things that God has blessed you with, your talents, your skills, uh, maybe it's going out into nature, nature and appreciating things that are completely out of your control, like the clouds in the sky or the petals on a flower. Um, you can choose to uh, take a different point of view, take a different perspective. And it may be something you have to practice over and over and over again. But every time that feeling of sadness comes over you and you find yourself starting to sit in it versus just feeling it and allowing it to pass, then you've got to practice some of these skills of gratitude, of making a choice that I'm not going to sit in this. Now, repentance is very important. Repentance is a couple of things. Number one, it's a choice. You you can choose to repent. To repent is to feel remorse for something, and it is to turn away from, turn away from. So if you are, um, if you're participating in an activity that is immoral, for example, maybe, maybe you're in the workplace and you're being asked to do things that at the core of yourself, you know, it's, it's not okay. It's not right. And it's immoral to repent is that you feel remorse for that action. And then your choice is to turn from that action. So, so it, is also a verb. Repentance is a verb, right? So the remorse that you feel demonstrates an understanding for what you've done. And then you make the choice to turn away from that behavior that's literally causing you distress and regret. So again, we're back to choice. You're participating in a behavior that is creating remorse you can get stuck in the remorse or you can be repentant and you can allow that remorse to bring a realization that then leads to a choice to turn from whatever the behavior is that is leaving you with this, this deep regret. Now, does that mean it's easy? No, it may mean having a difficult conversation. It may mean having uh, to make a choice whether to leave a situation because um, it's it, you have this moral conflict, right? Let me ask, are you disappointed? You know, uh, in the beginning, I said, are you thinking about everything that you don't have in your life? Are you comparing yourself to other people? Well, what or who are you disappointed in? And what is your choice in that? Do you change a behavior or make a different decision? Do you break off a relationship? When you're comparing yourself to other people or other families, do you stop and say, I'm getting one, one perspective of that life, one perspective of that family? I'm not seeing the full picture. How do I look at my life 
as it stands on its own without comparing it to somebody else's, without comparing it to what they portray on media, on social media, uh, television programs or movies. Um, there's such a, a big um, thing that's happening right now with quote unquote influencers, right? That are all over the place. And, and they, there's many that are doing good and positive things, but there are a lot with, with good intentions. They're, they're showing a new way of doing things and they're portraying that if you, if you do X, Y, and Z, you'll have this life, right? That that's an influencer. Um, that's marketing, right? Um, but to compare yourself and to judge your life according to all of those external presences, is that really fair? I I just don't think it is. I think that it takes a moment to step back um, and think about what is the value in my life? What is the value in what I do every day? What is the value in who I am as a person and the impact that I have on the lives of the people that is that God has put in my life? So disappointment, again, is a, is a choice. You can choose to sit in disappointment or you can choose to make a choice to um, feel appreciation for your life or feel appreciation for what you have. Um, And the other thing is, is you may feel disappointment in choices that you made that led to uh, results that you're not happy with. A perfect example, especially at the first of the year, is I chose to eat all those foods, or I chose not to exercise, or I chose to spend a lot of time on the couch or at my computer, and as a result, I'm not as strong as I used to be, or I'm not as flexible, or I have put on 20 pounds or 50 pounds, or I have health issues as a result of sedentary lifestyle or weight gain. Okay. So there's disappointment in where you are today. Can you have gratitude for what your body continues to do for you today? And as a result, as a thank you, can you then say, I'm going to start moving my body more. I'm going to start feeding my body and looking at food as fuel rather than I need fuel as pleasure or fuel as a Band-Aid because I feel bad. I feel bad, so I'm going to eat a pint of ice cream. Or I feel bad, so I'm going to look at why I feel bad, right? Um, So there may be legitimate disappointment in choices that you've made, but every day you wake up, you get a do-over. You get to start again, and you get a chance to make new choices every single day. And man, isn't that a point of gratitude? So even if there's a legitimate disappointment in your life, then you have the choice to do something different about that. So let's talk about the sins of the past. I asked if the sins of your past torment you. Well, the key word in sins of the past is past, right? It's happened. We can't change that. 
I often talk to people about um, our lives as a tapestry and all the things that we've done, the people we've come in contact with, the choices that we've made, the events that have happened in our lives, they're all part of our tapestry. And the backside of the tapestry can oftentimes look like a hot mess, but the front of the tapestry really forms a picture of, of who we are and what our lives are about. Our past is part of who we are, but it does not have to define us. Okay, that's important to understand that it is part of who we are. It's part of that picture. It's part of the tapestry, but it doesn't define us. It is one thread in or two threads in the picture, but it is not the entire picture. So let's return to remorse. And with remorse, we're talking about sin now, feeling remorse for the sins of our past. Then we come to a choice where we can confess what we've done, repent from that behavior, and then receive the forgiveness that's already ours if we are a son or a daughter of the king. And what do I mean by a son or a daughter of the king? For those of you that are not familiar, I'm speaking about salvation. I'm speaking about if we have accepted Christ as our Savior, we have, He forgave us in that moment, and He forgave us for past, present, and future sins. And so forgiveness is ours. We simply have to receive it if we are a son or a daughter of the King. And so the sins of our past can remain in the past, but if they're keeping us up, if they're tormenting us, that means we have not made peace with that yet. And we need to confess that. We need to confess the sin that we've made. Does that mean we have to go to a priest? No. We confess it to God. The veil was torn at the crucifixion of Christ, and we were given access to the throne room of God, and we can go to our Father in heaven. He wants to be our daddy. He is he is um, uh, called Abba in the Bible, which is daddy. And we can go to him, and we can say, I've done this. I'm confessing that I've done this and I'm repenting from it and I'm turning from it. And then I'm receiving the forgiveness that's already mine. And when we do that, we put that, we put that to bed and there's no reason why it should torment us any longer. We have an enemy and he, he absolutely wants to torment us. And so, um, we don't want to give him any grounds in which he can do that. So taking the chance to confess, repent, and and receive is such an important part of this process. But let's let's flip this a little bit. These sins from the past, because the enemy may want to keep trying to bring it up to you. How can I how can I look at them as something beneficial. And this is going to sound this is going to sound a little weird, but I want you to stick with me. Let me give you a scenario. Say I was a bully in high school and I'm decades away from high school now. And I'm a different person today, but those moments of being a bully and and the people that I hurt say it keeps coming back to me. And that's the torment that I just, I'm so ashamed and I'm so uh, embarrassed by my actions. And that is the torment. 
Can I instead take, after I've confessed, after I've repented, after I have received the forgiveness, can I also choose um, to allow those events that happened back then to change my vision for today? Maybe I become an an advocate for anti-bullying. Maybe I'm the parent that really teaches her children about inclusion and and that everybody is is valuable, whether they look different or not, whether they have a uh, uh, disability or uh, uh, even a, a mental disability. Um, maybe they are interested in things that you're not interested in. Maybe I'm teaching my children that it's okay to be different, that, that it's, it's like nature, you know, everything in nature is different. Every daisy is a different daisy, every rose, every tree, every cloud, right? And so, um, teaching others about inclusion and about accepting, um, people for who they are and how they were created to be. Can we have a deeper gratitude today as a result of the things that we've done in the past and be grateful that we're not there anymore? Be grateful that we learned that important lesson, right? So it doesn't have to be a tormentor anymore. So when the sin, when the enemy tries to bring it back up, we can go, yeah, you know what? I'm a better person today because of what I learned. Can I minister to others because of what I've done in the past? Can I, through the things that I've learned and the, and the, and the forgiveness that I received and uh, the changes that I've had in my life as a result, can I minister to others who are maybe in the same position I'm in? Can I minister to others who have been a, uh, on the receiving end of some of my poor behaviors and say, on behalf of, of whoever hurt you in the past, I want to say, I'm sorry. I want to love you. I want to accept you. So this topic has turned into a two-part series. Um, I don't want to rush this topic of the battle for our minds. It's such an important one. And I don't want to um, try to force too much information into one podcast. So the second part of this podcast is going to follow next week. And I hope that you'll join us for that. We're going to talk about comparing our lives to others. We're going to touch on trauma, insecurities, and spiritual implications. So I look forward to seeing you next week. And thank you for joining me and um, have a blessed uh, first part of your year. And I will see you next time. 